Welcome to the Disrupting Obesity Podcast. I'm Charlotte Skeins, and I'll be sharing ways to regain control over your body and lose an extreme amount of weight naturally. Being fat is about so much more than just the food. It's about your relationship with food. That means that dealing with your weight is about more than just the food too. You have to change that relationship. You have to start disrupting obesity. Welcome to part two of our series on surviving the holidays. I love the holidays as much as the next person, but I still find them stressful. Lots of feelings. Some of them are in conflict with each other, right? You get the good, the bad, and the hungry. This time of year is dicey. It's not always easy to navigate. I want to help make things easier this year, even just a little bit. So let's take a look at some of the things you can do to mitigate holiday overeating. I'm going to lay out a few practical strategies. And then to finish off today, before our break for Christmas, I want to lay out a couple of strategies that I don't hear a lot of people talking about. So make sure you stick around for those too. The bottom line is that I want to help you find ways to make it easier to cope at Christmas. You can always incentivize it. Why not? The holidays can suck and prizes are fun. You're already hardwired to get stuff this time of year. Get through the whole day at your in-laws without going over your calories and you can have a massive soak in the tub when you get home. Lay out some candles and a foot mask before you leave to reinforce the whole idea in your brain. Maybe it's going for a pedicure or a solo trip to the movies. I'm not sure what your incentive would be. But if you know the holidays are a problem for you, like they are for most people, you need a plan. I don't view this kind of incentivizing or gamifying as cheating or bribery or any of the other negative labels people want to slap on it. Screw that. Do what you need to do to get through it. What's the harm in promising yourself an extra hour of Animal Crossing or that purse that's been in your Amazon cart for a while if you can get through it? What's the harm? There's no shame in bribing yourself. Why not? People can be awful. And you do deserve to make it through the holidays in a way that doesn't cancel out the rest of the year's tangible and concrete wins by gaining back weight. And then you've got the abstract wins you've been making with your mindset. None of that deserves to be undermined by anyone or any day on the calendar. Your life is about so much more than any one day. If something like a little prize is going to get you through it, why judge yourself for doing it? I mean, I get it. This type of reward system is loaded, right? Maybe it feels childish. Maybe it feels like you don't deserve it because the reward for losing weight is better health. And yeah, okay, sure. Good health is a wonderful reward. It's the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. If good health was enough of an incentive, you'd have already lost your weight. Sorry, but you would have. And it's okay. I didn't lose my weight entirely for my health. Yes, I was very scared, especially when I started getting winded every time I bent over to do something like tie my shoes. But I wanted to be thin. Yeah, yeah, I wanted to be healthy. I 100% believed that if I didn't get my weight under control, I would die. And I was right, by the way. Not just because I weighed 338 pounds, I'm five foot two, and I was gaining a solid 50 pounds a year at that point. But within months of getting to a healthy weight, or at least close enough for it to count, I'd lost over 180 pounds, and we got into a car accident. And it wasn't a good one. There was a fender bender involved. Our car slammed into the car in front of us, which slammed into the car in front of him, which had a fender bender with the car in front of him. Our trunk was in the back seat, and I'd had my leg up with my ankle on the opposite knee because I was filling out my brother's birthday card, and we were stopped in heavy traffic, so I had a minute to get it done before we got to the restaurant. Keep your feet on the floor in a car, boys and girls. 
even when it stopped. That's today's PSA. They figured the woman who hit us was doing at least 55 clicks an hour at impact. And the policeman who wrote that estimate down was her husband's best friend. So I think she may have been going even a little quicker. Three vehicles, including her SUV, were totally written off and five in total were involved. So yeah, and we were the first point of impact. But airbags are awesome. They're just as awesome as texting and driving isn't. And everybody walked away. I just happened to have walked away with a back injury that required three and a half years of spinal injections and more hours of physio than I can count, plus a wicked concussion that changed the way I use my brain forever. If I had had to deal with all of that at 338 pounds, and I would have been heavier, right? The wreck was almost two and a half years after I started losing weight, and I could have gained a disastrous number of pounds in that amount of time. So who knows how big I would have been that night in September when we got hit. What I do know is that if I'd been 338 or whatever number I would have landed at, I wouldn't have made it. I'd be stuck in bed with somebody bringing me food. The pain and mental side to all of it would have just completely incapacitated me. And if I'd been over 300 pounds when the necrotizing pancreatitis hit, I feel very confident saying that I for sure wouldn't have made it. I would have died. Being over 200 when it happened very nearly cost me everything. So there's no way I would have survived it over three. So while I definitely didn't lose the weight exclusively for my health, it absolutely paid off for my health. But I didn't know the accident was coming. I hated being fat because of the way it made me feel physically and the way it was limiting me. But I also hated being fat because of the way I looked, because of the way my clothes fit, because of the way I wanted my clothes to fit. And I'm not ashamed of it. I don't think I should be. And you shouldn't be either. Shut down and shut out any of the self-righteous voices that are telling you that you should. They're full of shit, even when they're drinking their own Kool-Aid. And I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. I'm just getting braver. There's nothing wrong with wanting to lose weight to be thinner or to look the way you want to look in clothes. What does that have to do with surviving the holidays? Here's what. Keeping all of that in mind as you head into the Christmas season might be helpful. Eye on the prize. Whether that's better health or looking the way you want. You've got goals. And yeah, Christmas is awesome. You know what else is awesome? Being healthier or fitting into that dress from 15 years ago next Christmas. That's pretty awesome too. Try to remember that when you're filling your plate. If ever there was a time for JLOI, it's now. You can have whatever you want. Have it. Whatever it is that you've been dying to have all year, have it. Just less. Slightly less. Your holiday meal can be as special and memorable as it has always been. Your overall experience doesn't have to change. Just less. Remember, you can have whatever you want. Track it. Have a tiny bit less. Celebrate. Celebrate the holiday itself and celebrate yourself for doing things differently this time around, for doing them in a way that's going to benefit you down the road. You know what you're doing. We've built up a nice little toolbox here to help you get through. Stop grazing. You know my safety net about eating with the fridge door open. That one? Yeah, like that. If you don't know... I have this thing about putting safety nets in place for yourself to make your life as easy as you can. Think about a trapeze artist. They have the freedom to soar because they've got a net out beneath them. You need some safety nets too. I did an episode about it. It's number 21. There'll be a link in the notes if you want some more on the concept. But you need them. 
and I most definitely needed safety nets. A big one for me was that I couldn't stand there and eat with the fridge door open anymore. That was out. I had to expand it to include any eating when I was still standing or in between places. Because I would do that. I'd go grab myself something from the fridge, some cheese or some leftover pasta, whatever. And then I would grab myself something to eat for the walk back to my couch or to the office. And those calories just don't register in the same way. Our brains don't count the food we eat in transit. If you're not present with what you're eating, you're not going to be as satisfied. And the less satisfied you are, the more likely you are to eat more later. So grazing is out. It's just gone. Get a plate or a serviette or whatever. I don't care. But get something to put the food on or in and go sit down and eat it. Or lean against a wall. Whatever. But make sure you're not moving and make sure you're paying attention to it. You need to be present with the food you're eating instead of thinking about the food you're going to have. Don't eat one thing while you're thinking about eating something else. That's not how you up your overall satisfaction. That's how you drop it. Hovering around the hors d'oeuvres is a bad idea. We're back to the plate or the napkin and walking away with nothing in your mouth. You don't want to chew and walk at the same time. There's a safety net for you. And I'm far less concerned about the choking hazard than I am about the mindset and satisfaction problems chewing and walking at the same time causes. Do your best to figure out the calories of what you're eating. Use your app. Make an educated guess. Just do your best. Don't forget that just because you can't figure out the calories for one thing, that doesn't mean you should stop trying to track everything else. If you can't figure it out, accept it and move on. But then make sure you keep doing your best with everything else. Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Just keep going. Maybe your app doesn't have that exact little quiche or whatever the hell the girls at work put out. Maybe it's not in your app. Okay, fine. Look at the first five little quiches or whatever the hell that it's listed in your app and go with an average. Remember too that when you really get down to it, it's just another day. They all end in Y. Don't try to reinvent the wheel when you're already likely feeling vulnerable and like all you want to do is eat. Stick to what you know. You can get through this. It's doable. You aren't the person who focuses on the food anymore. The holidays are about the people, the experience, and both of those things hold whether you're with other people or not. The holidays are still about the people even if you're alone. First of all, you're a person too. So there's that. You also happen to be the person you spend the most time with. So there's that too. They're still about the experience also. The holidays are just like everything else. They're exactly what you make them. Start by bolstering your courage and reminding yourself that you do know what to do. You know that odds are good. Something or someone is going to trigger you. You're going to be set off and you can trigger eating with positive things. We associate triggered or binge eating with negatives, but you can totally get set off by things that feel good too. Remember great aunt Susie's peanut brittle from last week? It's all about the happy memories and the cheer. Aunt Susie's a sweetheart. But you might be on edge. So feel the feelings and let them go instead of eating them. If Uncle Marvin always talks shit about your weight, be ready for that. He's going to do it again. What are you going to do? More specifically, what are you not going to eat to deal with it? Or if you are going to eat to deal with it, fine. What? What are you going to eat? Track it before you go. Boom. 300 calories worth of Uncle Marvin's an asshat. Plan ahead for as many specific triggers as you can. 
whether it's a person you'll have to deal with or your own grief. Think about the feelings that have come up before and the ones that are likely to come up again. This is my first Christmas without my grandmother. It might be a little bit tough. I I know it's coming. I found a Christmas card that she wrote just yesterday and sat there sobbing for like 45 minutes. It's going to be hard. Feelings are going to come up. So I need to have a plan, right? You're less likely to overeat if you're happy with the way you're handling the difficult people and situations that you're encountering. You're less likely to overeat if you have a plan. And if awkward holiday conflict isn't an issue for you and it's all just Christmas cheer, you need to watch yourself too. It's the same deal. Have a plan. Susie's gonna bring the brittle. You love that brittle. It's fucking terrific stuff. And great aunt Susie isn't aging backwards. So you have the brittle. You've had it every year for the last however many decades. So do it. Have some. Just not as much as last year. You don't need a ton. You've had it 47 times. So have some. Maybe get her to show you how to make it. I know the holidays can be super hard. You dread them and look forward to them and you can't wait for them to get here and you can't wait for them to be over every year. Sometimes one of the big reasons you're looking forward to them whether you're conscious of it or not, whether you want to admit it or not, is that you know you're going to go off the rails with your eating because it's the holidays. Not anymore. Stop using all that holiday baggage that you know is coming, that you plan on. Stop using it as an excuse to eat. Not this year. Stop using the end of the year holidays as a reason to not start or put your small incremental changes on hold. You're just going to have this one last Christmas. It only makes sense to start in the new year. On and on the list of reasons goes. It's all horse shit. All of it. You don't need a break. You've had breaks. You'll get another one when you get to a healthy body. Keep going. Christmas comes every year. So does your birthday and Yom Kippur and Shrove Tuesday. You're going to have to learn to deal with it. And there's no time like the present. Start learning how to cope with it now. Don't wait. You're always going to have to deal with the holidays. They come every year, some of them more than once. If you take a break for Christmas, where does it end? How far away is your birthday? How many more holidays will now qualify for a break? I mean, Valentine's is right around the corner and you always like to go all out for that. Surely St. Patrick's Day counts too. And down the slippery mindset slope you go. Now is the moment. If you keep trying to schedule things to conveniently fit in and not interfere with a holiday, it isn't going to work. It's just more self-sabotage. Some people would argue that the holidays are there for eating. From Easter to the Super Bowl, it's hard not to argue that the food is central to the experience. And they're hard to cope with and can be emotionally very tricky to navigate. All the flavors, the smells slamming into your memories and making you want to eat, eat, eat. I so get it. This is why it's important that you're able to make it through the holiday without feeling like you totally deprived yourself. You also don't want to come out of it trying to deal with the guilt and shame spiral because you've gone off the rails. You've got to balance it out. And I'm not saying it's easy, but I am saying it's doable. Set up rewards for yourself as you make it through. Stop grazing, stick to what you know, and above all, track what you're doing. You have to hold yourself accountable for what you're doing. If you aren't aware of your own actions, that's when all control starts to slip away. The holidays are for celebrating, so why not add something else to celebrate? 
the way you did things differently this time, that deserves being celebrated. Before I sign off for this week, and we're taking a week off for Christmas before I'm back on New Year's Day with an episode devoted completely to all those New Year feelings, I want to talk about a couple more holiday strategies. First up is weekly calorie spacing to accommodate a holiday or an event. Now, to be super clear, this is not a form of calorie tracking or spacing that I advocate. It's not my favorite way to do things, and I don't typically recommend it except for in emergencies. But I realize that for a lot of us, the holidays are an emergency. So I'm going to very briefly lay it out. It's pretty easy to explain and theoretically fairly straightforward. In practice, it's pretty prone to pitfalls, which is why I don't recommend it. So just like you have a set number of calories per day, you can extend that to a number of calories you have per week. So if you have 2,500 calories a day, you have 17,500 calories for the week. And in theory, you can spread them out over the course of those seven days however you want. Long-term, I believe this style of calorie spacing leads to planned binges and totally defeats the purpose of the mindset work. And I really, really don't like it. I can't stand diet plans that use weekly spacing as their foundation. But we're talking about Christmas, and it can be crazy. So let's take a look at the calendar for this year. Christmas is on a Monday, and so is New Year's Day. That means that depending on which day your week starts, you could have Christmas Day as your first day and New Year's Eve as your last. Now, I really like that, and it's the way I would choose to lay it out because I'm going to be able to rein myself in on Christmas Day because I know that I'm going to want to have some of those calories left at the end of the week. I've also been doing this for a very long time. And I like to eat on New Year's Eve, more so than on New Year's Day, and I'm going to have to use that as my carrot all week long to keep myself on track. But again, I've got some practice at this. Here's what I usually see happen. You're not used to spreading your calories out over the whole week, so you don't really feel too sure on how to do it. And because you don't really have a clear plan, just a whole bunch of calories to spread around, you go pretty nuts on Christmas Day. Panic for the next couple of days and try to eat next to nothing so that you have something, anything left for the end of the week. By late Wednesday, early Thursday, you realize that it isn't going to happen, say fuck it, and the lead into the new year turns into a days-long binge. I'm not a fan of this system, especially since for some of you, if you really dig down and take a seriously, starkly honest look at yourself, for some of you, that's what you wanted all along. You wanted the binge, right? Here's how I would do it. Okay. Say I'm used to 2,500 calories a day. Okay, cool. 17,500 calories a week. Got it. What I'm going to do is take 500 calories from each day right off the hop. That's going to leave each day with 2,000 calories, which isn't an unreasonable amount. And I'm going to have a sort of a bank with 3,500 calories in it, right? 500 from each day. Right on. And I've got two big eating days in that week, Christmas and New Year's Eve. And I'm a big fan of eating on both of those days. So I'm going to split my bank right down the middle and drop 1,750 calories onto the 25th and on to the 31st. That way, each of them has 3,750 calories, which is 1,250 calories more than I'm used to having. So it's not a bad deal. And I'm in a calorie deficit for the week. Not bad. Here's my final suggestion for this holiday season. Go back to eating at maintenance. So if you're currently doing 2,500 calories a day, that means your TDEE, that total daily energy expenditure, is 3,000. So eat at 3,000. 
It's one week. And if you don't eat more calories than your body burns, you're not going to gain weight. There's no need to focus on weight loss the week between Christmas and New Year's. You don't have to do it. Just get your ass back into a calorie deficit as soon as the New Year hits. Don't go all New Year's crazy. I'm going to explain what I mean by that when I'm back on the 1st of January. In the meantime, keep trying, keep tracking, don't be intimidated and don't give up. You've totally got this. And if you haven't heard yet, I've put out a free download to help jumpstart your weight loss journey called Get Started for the Last Time. And there's a link to grab a copy in the notes. Happy holidays. I will see you in the new year. Thank you for listening to Disrupting Obesity with Charlotte Skeynes. If you know it's time to take back control, lose the weight and keep it off, reach out to me privately with a direct message on Instagram that says ready so you can start disrupting obesity.